Hi. Welcome to another episode of Jack of All Talks. Um, I haven't posted any episode this past week. That's because things were a little difficult. Um, my house was livelier than usual and I was met with some responsibilities that I I wasn't prepared for. That being said, it caused me to kind of backtrack on a lot of stuff that I was supposed to do. And uh, the podcast was one of it. Which is kind of harmful because the whole thing I was trying to do is discipline myself to post on a weekly basis with Tuesdays and Thursdays being regular episodes and now add in Folktale Friday, uh, which we'll talk about at the time. Um, <laughs> uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope your day was okay. I hope you've been exceeding in your life, exceeding in your goals and everything that you want to do. Um... I hope you're doing better than me. And I say that because I think I'm going through a bit of imposter syndrome right now. Um, not only that, I'm going through a very stagnant routine and I think it's actually gotten to me. So in this episode, we're going to talk about me. Well, we talk about me a lot on this podcast. I often find my way to communicate and connect with you by sharing stuff about me. But whatever, let's go. My name is Christina. I'm 24 years old, and on November of last year, after my birthday, I decided that I wanted to be a content creator. And also, during December, I also decided that I wanted to write a book. I'm not the greatest writer, um, and my grandma's probably shit, but that's okay because I can read it and edit and read it and edit and read it and edit again. But anyway... Ever since I made these two big decisions for myself, content creating and book writing, I've been really adamant on posting on TikTok, and I gain a good amount of following on TikTok. I have 34,000 plus followers, which is not many compared to some, but it's the most I've ever had, so I'm really happy about it. And I may have talked about my followers on this podcast already, so that really tells you I'm excited about this. I'm really happy about it. I'm writing chapter 8 of my book currently, and my book ends in 13 chapters. And it's going to be a small book, I think. Like, when you compare it to others, I think it's going to be a short book. It's not going to be that long. Uh, But, like I said before, I'm going through a phase right now where I'm facing imposter syndrome. And that will explain why I've been feeling so off for the past two weeks, right? I'm Haitian. And I was raised in a very humble way. Even if I had more than I needed, even if I had more than other people, I was always told to be humble about what I have and be grateful to have it because it could always be taken away. That's fine. I respect that. I honor that um, lesson because it's true. But I think it's hindered me a lot more than I like to give it credit for. Um, Things are very different. I don't recognize myself because I don't recognize my dreams and my goals. I don't recognize myself because everything I'm doing is so vastly different than everything I would have done before. And I know I've made episodes talking about how I'm ready to take over the world, but I guess I did not understand that I would have to face these kind of mindsets and these kind of thoughts, right? So I'm used to praying for stuff, right? I pray for shit all the time. But the things I used to pray for before are very different than the things I pray for now. In college, I prayed for good grades and good friends. In high school, I prayed for good grades and great friends. When COVID started, I prayed for financial success. And by financial success, 
I thought I would just work a decent job that paid me a decent amount of money where I wouldn't have to stress about spending money on food or spending money on myself. I had aspired to have a decent job, don't really know the title, probably marry some decent guy, have a couple of decent children and live a decent life. Um, and so everything I prayed for was really simple and minimal. Prayed for stuff like, God, allow me to get a $50,000 job this year, or God, help me get a $60,000 job this year. And, uh, you know, obviously I didn't get that. <laughs> but I still prayed for it. And in my head, it made sense to pray for stuff like that because you shouldn't ask for more, right? That's the thing, keeping you humble. Like, every time I prayed for something, I had to ask myself, do I deserve it? And in Christianity, the answer is automatically, no, you don't deserve it. Matter of fact, you don't deserve anything. Anything and everything that you get is by the grace of God, and it's because God cares and loves you. And I'm, I'm not going to get into how detrimental that thought could be um, if taken the wrong way, but I always took it that wrong way. So every time I'd ask God for something, I always had it in the back of my mind that I may not get it because I don't deserve it. And so whenever I didn't get it because, again, I didn't deserve it, I wouldn't be too sad or too bummed out about it. It is what it is. Shit happens. But, you know, over time, that mindset kind of kills you. I would ask God for something simple like, I don't know, I want a new lip. Or please, God, allow me to purchase furniture for my apartment pretty soon. Or please, God, allow me to buy a TV. And I think for myself, what the fuck? What kind of prayer is this? Like, people go and they pray about big things, you know? People go and they pray about small things too, but all my prayers are small. There was no combination of big and small. I never prayed for something crazy like winning the lottery. Because again, do I deserve it? The answer automatically is no. I prayed for good health like everybody does. I prayed to see another day. That's a that's a regular schmegular prayer and it's important. It's a big prayer, but not big in... uh. In retrospect to the other stuff I'm talking about. I prayed for regular things. I prayed for simple things because I always viewed myself as a simple person. And I don't know when this kind of mindset came about. I don't know what age did I decide that I was a simple person. Because the more and more I kind of went with that, the more and more I convinced myself I was simple, the more and more my life contradicted that mindset. You know, ever since I was younger, I was always told that I could be something big. And for me, because I had a simple mindset, big for me was a star. Big for me was a news anchor. Big for me was a painter. Anything that was not traditional, that was big. For me, if you had told me a couple of years ago, Christina, you're not going to live in a house with a family. You're instead going to have a penthouse, you know, at a nice place in, I don't know, Canada, Montreal or something. That would be so big. That'd be so marvelously large for me. And the more I grew up, I realized it was small to people. And again, I'm using big and small in reference to myself. Obviously, having a penthouse on top of Montreal is a big deal. Hell yeah, that's, that's great. That's wonderful. But it is so big for me. It was humongous for me. It was as big to me as, I don't know, touching the stars. It was nearly impossible for me to fathom myself doing. For me to see myself standing in a penthouse that I own in Canada, in Montreal, was so crazy. It didn't make sense. And I think I hurt myself deeply with that thought. 
with these thoughts because it wasn't just a singular thought. It was deep for everything. It was a big deal for everything. The car I wanted, the clothes I wore, the jewelry I wanted, the, the perfume, everything I wanted, I kept it small. If I wanted something that was big, let's say if I wanted something that was luxurious and I couldn't get it, I would automatically tell myself it is because I am not worthy or I am not deserving of that. And instead, I would buy something cheap. And again, like I said before, my life would contradict itself because I would find my way to purchase the expensive item regardless. And the entire time I would still be convinced that I'm not worthy to own this item. I'm not worthy enough to have this item. And you know, it's funny because my best friends, I have three best friends, four, but one is my cousin. I have three best friends and all of them are very ambitious. My uh, my first best friend, she has goals on top of goals on top of goals. She wants businesses on top of businesses. She's a nurse working two jobs and she sees herself doing big things, talking to big people. My second best friend is an entrepreneur. She wants to live a luxurious, lavish lifestyle. My third best friend is also an entrepreneur. She has her own business and she wants to see the world through the lens of her camera. But not only that, she wants to do things and do them big. She wants to connect with people. She wants to just touch many people. And they want to reach for the stars, all three of them. And it's always been odd because I felt like maybe, you know, like maybe I'm the other one. I'm, I'm the simple one, the one that wants a simple life, you know. I don't need to touch everybody. People don't need to know my name. I don't need to help people. I just need to be good within my perimeter. And my perimeter is very small. There was a time I told one of my best friends that I didn't want anything out of life except for a good job, like I told you, like I said before in the podcast, a good job, a, a husband and some kids, and I just want to live like that. And she looked at me really, um, she looked at me with a questioning face, but she didn't say anything because, you know, I have to decide for myself what I want in my life. She's not going to be able to convince me to want anything else. It's my life we're talking about here. And she reminded me of that time when I told her in November that I think I wanted to be a content creator. And her response precisely was, finally, Christina, I'm glad you see your potential. And I took it as a compliment because it was, but I didn't really look into what she said. Or at least at the time, I refused to look into it because it would unveil a... Um, it would unveil a Pandora's box of shit that I did not want to go through. I did not want to see my history for what it was, which is me living my life by everybody else's demands and orders except for my own. Me neglecting my passions and me neglecting the things that I love and care for. Me neglecting myself and me always pulling the short straw on everything because they were not meant for me. I used to sit down and be bitter and angry about people that I knew and how easy it was for them to excel at simple things. And I mean simple things like it seems like they were born with the tools that was needed to navigate life in a simple way. And by that I mean seeing people excelling at things that I thought I would be good at and trying them out and failing desperately. And the things that I would try were like things that the majority of people were good at. You know, I went to college and I changed my mind about what I wanted to do for a career trillion times and that's okay everybody does that some people know what they want to do some people don't and they change and they change and change but no matter how many times I changed I was never fully happy with the decision it was and it was because every time I made a new decision it was always reflective of what do my parents want what would take me to the simple life that I desired quickest it was doctor it was medicine it was secretary, it was this, that, and the third, you know? It was never 
something that I was truly passionate about. But anyway, going back to those prayers, when I was in college, I would lay down on my bed and I would cry. I would cry because I wasn't happy, and I wasn't happy for a variety of reasons. But one of them being that I was miserable with what I was learning. I did not like it. I did not care for it. I prayed to pass my organic chemistry class, and I, and I prayed to pass it so that I could graduate, and I prayed to graduate so that I could have a decent life, and nothing more. I didn't pray to find out what I really wanted to do. I didn't pray to be seen. I didn't pray to explore. I didn't pray to, I don't know, diversify my life. I didn't pray for anything like that. I came to college, I met some good people, I went to study medicine, I prayed that I would be able to pass what I needed to pass to go into a medicine career, and I failed. Like, don't get me wrong, obviously I passed most of my classes, but organic chemistry was one of the main classes that I needed, and I failed. I failed desperately, and it was so sad, and it was fucked up, because I would study heavy for it. Like... I would study all night for it. I would teach other people organic chemistry and they would pass and I would fail. There was one time I felt so bad I got an 8% and this is giving me deja vu because I think I, I talked about this already but these are very like <laughs> trivial moments of my life and they're really important because I guess they they tell me more about myself today than I could have ever understood back then. And you know, while making these prayers like, God, please help me pass organic chemistry, I had to practice ways to make sure that I knew that I deserved to pass chemistry or that I would still be in God's grace if I didn't pass it. So I would have to sit down and tell myself, Christina, you deserve to pass chemistry because it's not that big of a deal. It's not something so crazy and so miraculous that God cannot do it. It's not as if God's going to be wasting so much energy, so much resources in helping you pass chemistry. And again, do you like it? It sounds so fucked up, but that's what I used to do. I used to convince myself that what I'm asking for was not more than enough. What I'm asking for is perfectly okay. It is in, in perfect rations to what I was deserving of you know it's not overboarding it and so that's what I did consistently and I did that shit for 20 plus years and I turned 24 in November and since November I've been asking shit that's way out of ration and way past my caliber I've been asking for shit that has me sitting down like are you fucking crazy like you how do you expect for him to give you all of this do you even deserve any of this? I'll tell you what. In December, when I decided with my two best friends that I would write the book, we had a meditation session to which she said, because all three of us believe in God, we had a meditation session and we incorporated God into it, you know? And when she was asking us questions, she was like, what do you see? And after the meditation, I came to the conclusion that I did see something. I saw a book. I gave myself a book, and it was a book written by me. And if that was a sign, I'm going to take it that I need to write this book. And it's not that this book is going to change the world. It's not politically, it's not educational, it's nothing like that. But it, I think the book is going to change me. So I told her that, and they both severely agreed. That's what I'm saying, no hesitation at all. They both were like, absolutely, I completely agree with you. And ever since then, that same night, I laid down... And I believe I asked, the, I asked God to help me write this book. And bam, that was my first thing. 
that was a demand that was so heavy. That was one of the biggest demands, not even demands. That was a request that was too big. That was one of my biggest requests that I've ever asked God. And so I laid there and I was full of imposter syndrome. Like to sit down and think to myself, why would you ask something this big? Do you deserve this big help? Do you deserve this? Are you deserving of this? You're not even deserving of passing organic chemistry. What makes you think that you deserve to be like for him to help you write the book? And you know, that's the thing, because I didn't even ask for the book to sell out or for me to write the book and sell it all over the world. The first thing I asked was for me to write the book. And even that in itself just had me fucked up. I was just standing there like, Christina, what are you doing? You're fucking crazy. Like, stop asking these crazy-ass requests. Like, shut the fuck up and make do with what you have. But I didn't stop. I didn't stop. I didn't stop at all. In January, I asked God to keep my apartment. Heavy request. Failed. Lost the apartment. That's fine. I could not pay for it. In January, I asked God for a job that would pay me 70k per year. He gave me no job. I received no job. Until today, I still don't have one. Fine. Fuck it. In January, I asked God that no matter what happens, please do not take me back to my parents' house. Where am I now? If you have ever watched any of my TikToks, where am I now? (laughs) And that's the funniest part because it's like, I was asking for these big things and they were not working for me and I still kept asking, right? And And I kept asking because if I stopped asking, then I would hear myself say you're not getting it because you don't you don't deserve it. And if I if I hear that, I'm not going to have the drive to keep asking and I need to keep asking. But anyway, as the days went on, I started asking for bigger things. Now, instead of help for writing the book, I started asking for the book to be completed. Instead of the book being completed, I asked for the book to sell to many people. Instead of becoming just a content creator, I asked God to have my videos reach out to a bunch of people. Instead of just reaching out to people, I asked God that I can monetize off my social media platforms. I asked God for my platform, for my podcast to reach people. I asked God for a bunch of shit. I asked for a lot of shit. I asked him for shit after shit after shit and every time I asked something and I laid down in bed and I closed my eyes I heard myself say Christina remind yourself that everything you have is because God is good to you and not because you deserve it and it's a funny statement because right now I have fucking nothing but anyway I was able to hide that for a while for a long time I was able to hide the fact that I'm a little, you know, I'm, I'm going through imposter syndrome and I'm okay. But then this last week fucked me up bad, right? And here's how it is. This past week, I posted a couple of videos that the comments were so... The comments were so triggering. <laughs> and not even in a bad way, because hear me out. So I posted several videos within these past two to three weeks, and the comments I've been getting were really positive, but they really hurt me. And let me give you some examples. One of the videos that I made that had the biggest impact on me and my imposter syndrome is a video I made saying that I was on live on TikTok and somebody called me Whoopi Goldberg and um, I knew it was a dag, it was like a drag that I was looking ugly or some shit like that, but I, it didn't bother me and because it didn't bother me because I like how I look, this is my face, this is my body, whatever. And I, I did the video and I posted it and it was not, it, it's not that it went viral because it didn't go viral, but the comments I was getting, um, had me flustered and embarrassed because I was never perceived like this in my life. The comments I was getting were a bunch of black women telling me 
how happy they have been to see my video because I'm helping them with confidence. People have told me that I help them look at themselves better. People have told me that they played this video several times to hear me say these things. And then they repeated what I said to themselves to help them feel better about their face. People have told me that I've become somebody that they really look up to on that video. The comments I've gotten were so far, like so great, so marvelous. It made me feel like an imposter. I rewatched the video and I saw myself saying the words and I knew I felt all of them and I still feel them now. But to see the comments, to read the comments, I, I refuse to accept that people are talking to me. That these comments, that they're saying, oh, I love you, or you made me feel so good, or thank you so much for saying this because now I love what your statement is. You're so intelligent. You're so beautiful. I refuse to believe that they're talking about me. And it's not because that I'm dumb. It's not because that I think I'm ugly. It's just so much. I released another video, which um, that one was a folktale. And under the folktale videos, it was actually two videos. Both of them were folktales. And the first one, people were telling me that they're so excited to hear me talk. People were saying that whenever I release a folktale, they run to their phones to listen to it or they put a reminder to go listen to it because not only do they love my folktales, but they just love hearing me, Christina, talk. Again, I refuse to believe that they're talking about me, Christina. I think they're talking about somebody else. But I think what hurt me the most was this one. So there's this person on TikTok and, and I, we're friends. We we added each other. I really love um, her energy. I love her page and whatnot. And she commented on one of my folktales and I made a joke. And the joke was, where were you last week? Why didn't you watch my folktale? And I made the joke for anybody who watched the video, honestly. But some people were saying, haha, you know, that's funny, Christina, because I actually missed the last folktales. It's like she knew. And they were saying how much good energy I give. And that friend that I have on TikTok said this to me. Well, not to me. She said in the comments, Christina has this way about her that makes you feel like we're all friends. And that made me cry. And I've been trying to find a way to talk about it on TikTok, how much the comment means to me. But the more I think about the comment, the more scared I get. Why do I get scared? Because I get imposter syndrome. I start reading and rereading the comments and I think that they're talking about a different Christina because they couldn't possibly be talking about me. Because what the fuck do I know about bringing people together in a community? Oh my gosh. See, this is this is fucking insane. It, it just has no reason being this crazy. And when you think about it, it's really not that deep. Christina, you made the video. They love the video. That's all they're saying. But for me, it's a lot. I've never been perceived by so many people all at once. I've never been bombarded with so many compliments all at once. I've never been so wanted this much and I don't mean it on a romantic or like a sexual that's weird basis but I've never been so talked about before I made a video where this one was more politically serious where I, I stitched this dude who was saying that it's mean to call people racist which whatever and I made the video and not only did it bring a lot of attention to my page and it's not my first viral video but it brought a lot of attention to my page so I got a lot of new followers and people were you know, talking and commenting in the page. But what really got me is when I looked at my mentions, people started putting my name on other people's videos saying, hey, Christina has a good point on this video. Christina has a great point on that video. Go watch it. People even went to the guy's page and added me 
basically like telling him go watch Christina's video video response to your video because she has a great point and never in my life have I been so publicized never in my life have my name been so popular and obviously yes Christina is a popular name but you know what I mean never in my life have I been the person that people come to or the I don't know how to explain it but this has never happened to me before and so for the past days, although I should have been happy at the progress that my page is making, happy at all the things that I'm doing, instead I find myself cowering in fear because I have succumbed to imposter syndrome. And that's because I assumed that once I got to a level, everything would be fine and I wouldn't need to consistently support and believe in myself and in my work. I believe that when I used to be simple and my goals were simple, that I could convince myself that I was worthy of my simple goals and I would feel better and it would work. But now that my goals are bigger, I need to reframe that way of thinking for real because the goals are so big, I'm reaching for the stars. They seem impossible, but they're not. And I need to be rid of the thought that I do not deserve it. I need to get rid of the understanding or the mindset that I only have what I have because God is like, you know, because of God's grace. Yes, it's true. Obviously, I could die in a moment if God wanted me to die. Yes, it is true. I need to be grateful and I should be humble. But I cannot let being humble take away from my potential. I cannot let being humble take away from my goals and what I want in life. I need to make peace with the fact that I am who I am. And I am the author that I'm trying to be. And I am the content creator that I'm aspiring to be. And I am everything positive and beautiful that these people in my comments said about me. And so I was showering today. I was taking a shower and I had some instrumental music playing because I was thinking about this imposter syndrome and I thought about when my friend Rhoda, when she was like, finally you understand your potential because I finally do. The things that I'm currently seeing about myself are overwhelming because I'm currently seeing them. I'm seeing them for the first time. But I can't imagine the distress and annoyance my best friends felt when they saw me consistently rejecting and neglecting my potential, consistently aiming for something simple when everything in my life said otherwise. Because although I spent my life desiring something simple, a simple traditional life, a lot of people in my life saw me full of potential and would constantly tell me that I was made for this, that, or the third, and I never listened. People told me I was funny. People told me I should be a comedian. People told me I should be a storyteller. People told me I should write a book. I should create a show. People told me I should be on TV as an actress. People told me I should be a voice actor. People told me all the non-traditional things under the sun that I could do them. When I used to draw in middle school, people told me I would, if I continued, I'd be a great artist. When I used to dance when I was little, people told me to go to dance school. And individually, these things are small. Individually, they're very insignificant, but when I count how many times people in my life have said these things to me, the numbers are too big. So I'm ashamed to say that people knew me before I knew myself. I'm ashamed to say people saw me before I saw myself, but that's what it is. That's why I have imposter syndrome. I texted my best friend earlier today and I told them, hey, um, 
I'm gonna spend the next two weeks AWOL, okay? I'm not gonna talk to you guys, yada yada yada, I need some space. And they both responded that they thought it was a really bad idea. <laughs> and I asked them why, and they said, well, Christina, you're going through a really tough time right now. And though the two of us are also going through a tough time, we feel like yours is very particular. And you might need your space, which is fine, but basically going ghost on your friends is not the best idea. And I kind of rambled for a minute. I sent them paragraphs after paragraphs about what was going through my head. And at the end of it, I kind of understood that it's not that I'm sad. I'm not mad. I'm not feeling any heavy emotions. I'm overwhelmed. I am bubbling with potential, but the thing is, I don't think the potential is real. (laughs) No, it's funny because I feel like I'm on fire, but like, I am lying to people and telling them that I'm not, even though they can see that I'm clearly on fire. And um, after talking to them, it's clear. I'm overwhelmed. Every single day, I learn something new about myself, something new about my surroundings, something new about the community that I'm in. But I did not expect to learn this about me. One of my friends told me that I was too hard on myself, and I always failed to look at my potential. And at the time she said it, I said, yeah, you might be right, but I didn't believe that shit. Doll, the fuck? <laughs> but now that I'm now that I'm here, now that I'm here, she has a very big point. She has such a huge point. So all that's to say, I have to unlearn a shit ton of stuff that I had thought before. I have to basically navigate around myself again. Christina, your goals are not too big. They are not impossible. You are reaching for the stores, but that's okay. I have to remind myself that I am worthy of each and every one of my goals and that I need to keep praying. But instead of just praying for my goals, I need to pray on self-worth. Because it is something about self-worth too, to sit down and think that everybody can do it but not you. It is something about self-worth. It says a lot about how I view myself. If I can sit down and believe that anybody can have a penthouse in Montreal, Canada, or like anybody can reach for the stars but not me. So I have to pray for my self-worth. I have to pray for my faith. I have to make sure to look at myself and understand that everything these wonderful people are saying about me in the comments, everything my best friend said, they are all true. I asked my mother the other day, hey, do you really think I can make it on TikTok or a big platform or something like that and be famous out of it? And with no hesitation, she looked at me and she said yes. And this was the same traditional mother who sent me to school to learn about surgery. Oh, you best believe I was fucking shocked. I was in deep shock when she said that. I was like, damn, that that lady didn't even take a minute, not a breath, to think about her answer. She just said, yeah, absolutely. And so it is a goal for me to start believing in myself the way others believe in me. To start having faith in myself the way others have faith in me. But not only that, I also need to retain faith in God. I also need to continue asking for my goals. I need to continue praying and manifesting my goals, no matter how big they may seem, no matter how large they may seem, no matter how out of reach they may seem. Because the thing is, I'm deserving of each and every one of them. And at the same time, when they are accomplished, it won't be because of my hard work, dedication, but also God's grace. I have to make peace that these two things can be true all at once. And that's a difficult thing to do, especially in my current situation, where my life doesn't reflect these goals at all. But that's what faith is all about, and faith is what I have. 
And so yeah, so for the past two weeks I've been dealing with imposter syndrome. And today I've navigated it and addressed it and kind of dissected and went around and figured out what was going on and, you know, went deep in the cranial and the frontal lobe, what's going on, what's going on. And, um, yeah, I think I've definitely gotten myself further ahead with these thoughts. And so, if you were listening to this episode and you thought it was boring, well, damn. Okay, the fuck? But if you didn't think it was boring, I hope um, my dilemma and my problems helped you figure something else in your life. I hope that whenever you make your goals, you understand that you are worthy of these goals and they're not too big for you. I hope that whenever you make your goals, you understand that they're, you have to have some sort of discipline and you must achieve them with hard work, but they are never too big for you and you are always worthy of anything you want to do in your life. Okay? And that's all period. Bye. <laughs>